Sounds, nobody sounds dumb. Uh, hey guys, uh, 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 uh. this is, is our this second second shot at the intro. Second, wait, are we really recording? We are really recording. This, this is time. a real. This is really event. happening. Um, so welcome video to vampire. video vampires. You know what? I swear to God, it was that joint. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. The, I didn't even smoke any of it, and I'm. I'm like, yeah. I think we're record. Go for it. Introduce everything. Hey, we have Eric from Meth Syndicate and Rebecca from Meth Syndicate. Hi. Eric's been with us four times. Yes, my, four times. He fourth. did... Nightmare on Elm Street 3. No, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. The Crow. The Crow. The Crow. Trick uh, or Treat. Trick or Treat. And now and his now, fourth time. His fourth time. Um, Jess, you, <laughs> before we were, when we were recording nothing, uh, you were starting to talk about uh, Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm not going to spoil anything, and we'll talk about it maybe at a later episode to give people a chance to actually see it, because I yeah. saw it twice already, but I'm a psycho. Yeah. So... Mm, yeah, and it's three hours long. It's a long movie, but it's it's an action movie, so it honestly doesn't feel like three hours. Um, so there's two parts of me. There's like the fanboy in me that really likes this um, this end um, piece to the puzzle of all the the ten years worth of these Marvel movies. There's uh, 22 movies. It's just an enormous, an enormous, um, um, enormous universe what? that's closing. <laughs> enormous. <laughs> come that's about to happen <laughs> it's the, it is it's the the end and so people uh people love it i love it but the thing is um it has a ton of plot holes like the sci-fi nerd in me really doesn't like um pieces of what sure. they chose like they made up their own rules but there's like you can't do that in any universe what? my you know it's funny because i haven't seen it yet um yeah but so the I don't wanna... but the cinema fan in me is upset because of what i mean you saw the, the post yesterday about the arc light Every fucking okay, one of their, their that's sp- stupid. That I is think, not stupid. I think you were, people By the way, are mad I, because we haven't seen it either. So no, 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 no. This is not a. Sp- it's nothing they, to do with the movie yeah, yeah. itself. It's, it's ArcLight was only showing it in every theater. Only showing or, it, uh, but it's opening night. Oh, first oh. of all, you can't opening night. Argue. I thought it was just opening weekend. No, it was all weekend. No, there's other movies playing. Thank fucking god. Imagine if you get the most premium ass weed in your store of all time, <laughs> and all your other shit's just okay, and for that one couple of days. You release it and everyone comes storming, dude. Yeah. Mo- movie theaters do not make money like they used to. That's, that's why concessions what, are. Bitch. That's why. So I it's kind of smart, and it did yeah. one point two billion. Okay. Or okay, but let me argue Thank this. You. I and I knew you were going to be against me on this one, Jess. Yeah. I just knew it. Um, <laughs> because it's <laughs> it's not dumb. Imagine, imagine making a film and wanting it shown in a theater, and you don't. You you made your movie was like let's just say you. I'm going to give you even a, a throw you a bone here and say you spent twenty million making your movie. And you can't get it in the theater because it's because Avengers. It fucks over every other movie. Like her, I, I wanted to see her smell, which I, I heard was great. First of all, I hate that name of the movie so much I know. that I will never I, see it. I know. I, I actually don't it. like the name either, Fuck but I, really, I want to see the movie. I'm sitting next to two women right now. It weirded me out hearing that. Or smell. It, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks so much. Uh, I will never see that movie because of the name. Okay. It bothers me. It so looks much. really good. But anyway, you can't complain that there's that movies. You know, moviegoers are dwindling, and then in the same breath, not welcome a movie that's gonna bring people to these theaters and give them money so they can keep playing her fucking smell. Sure. Whenever. But you know what? I think the problem is. I don't think the problem is that 
is that uh, is so much that is that that like at this point to like make a like when you make a movie, if you don't have a minimum budget of like forty million dollars, you're not going to get a good theatrical run, and well, that sucks. Yeah, but there's like. Uh... I mean, it's it's also in part to a lot of the shitty video movies? on demand. Well, I'm not talking about the shitty movies, but I'm talking about people not going to the actual theater anymore. But the thing is, is like these little independent theaters are not going to play Endgame, so I don't know why everyone is mad about it. I don't know. Well, I'm just I'm just saying that, like, I, you know, 75 percent, if not more than that, the movies that we've all covered. All got theatrical releases throughout the you know the eight seventies eighties and nineties. Now they wouldn't. They would go. To, they, they would go put like right on Shutter, which I love Shutter. But there is something distinctly different about seeing watching something on Shutter and going to a theater and sitting with a bunch of people who are there to see the movie. Sure. That's the my only complaint about the only my only argument towards your case is that fuck the ArcLight because the people who go to the ArcLight, not everybody, not the present company excluded, because I've gone to see the. And you're complaining about something. I'm, compl- I'm complaining about fucking people. Yeah, I'm complaining about the douchebags who just go to the movies just to go to the movies and then they talk about Coachella behind you while you're trying to watch us. I don't, I like, don't have enough money to do that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they talk about their outfits they're going to wear. This is a kind of a the continuation of my complaint last uh, last episode. But, um, you know, I mean, like, I, I it bums me out that movies that, you know, don't have the, the, um, the backing that... Marvel, Disney has, you know, like they don't get a fair shot. So on opening night when like your movie could be playing at a theater, because not everybody's going to go see Avengers. And I didn't go see Avengers opening weekend because I don't want to fucking deal with sure. people. I'm going to go see it this week. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably at the Arclight. But I'm still allowed to feel upset about it. And yeah, I'm going like, to stand by It's like, like it. the 1% who has the money, you know, being able to benefit themselves and everyone else gets boned. Yeah. But... If it's getting asses and seats and keeping the movie industry alive in general, maybe it's a good thing. Mm. I don't because the movie theaters might not last forever either. Impossible. In general, I I know, but who knows, man? Future's moving quick. Um, I do have to say I like the new Beverly's. I went to go see uh, the Yakuza. Um, oh on. yeah, I was supposed to go to that. Uh, you know, it's funny because I went with Diego, who has been also been on our show, and um, Diego and I have gone to the New Beverly twice in this past month to see movies that I own but have never watched. Like, he's like, oh, have you seen Point Blank? I'm like, you know, it's funny. I own that, but I've never watched it. Really? So, of course, yeah. And Point Blank, by the way, with Lee Marvin, wonderful. Yakuza with Robert Mitchum. Yeah. Amazing. I've never been to New Beverly Cinema. Really? Well, Ever? I, I'm a horrible movie. Like, I'm, a, I, I'm very into just, like, watching movies at my house, and I do love movies. Yeah. But, like, you and my friend John and, and yourself, like, yeah. take pride in tradition and going to the theater and, and doing it doing it proper. I've, mm-hmm. I've never been. It it's depends on the theater. Like, and, and this is what I was going to say about New Bev is that, like, I, I used to go there, like, 10 years ago. That was, like, my, my home away from home. Yeah. And then since then, I feel like it's changed quite a bit. Not always in the best. I mean, it makes me, it makes me yearn for, like, when Cinefamily was not creep. Well, I, mean, I, guess Cinefamily, I guess Cinefamily was always creepy, but, like... But, you know, yeah, yeah, not you know what I mean. creepy to most of everyone who right. didn't work there. Right, exactly. And, and, like, it was fun to go there. And, like, there was definitely, like, a, a late-night movie-watching vibe, even if it was, like, in the middle of the day. But the New Beverly does have this great policy that I love. It's like, hey, they have a zero-tolerance policy for cell phones. And they're like, That's cool. either we'll kick the person out, yeah. or if you want to dump your soda on them, we'll reimburse you. at the. At the and oh I'm like, God. oh, man. So, so that w- and I just I want to get half the Arclight crowd there so they could go there, be traumatized, and never fucking do just that be again. Just over it, yeah. Just never fucking pull out their cell phones again. Sure. And, or film the, the beginning of the movie just so they can write 
at such and such movie hashtag blessed, and we, it's like yeah, fuck we, off. We talked about this. Yeah, um, we're always going to talk about the this. verses of of the different types of movie yeah. goers. But so I went twice already. I went opening night. Arclight both. Yeah, hey, the, you are rich. It's uh yeah, I'm rich. Um, I'm a gold member, baby. She has a room in her apartment dedicated to punching member. things. I'm a regular. Okay, they better know that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> this is true. But, That's not making that but, up, Jess. You uh, do have a room dedicated to punching things. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, you know, because good on her. But anyway, um, no, and it was a great crowd. It's the yeah. type of crowd that, like, and and as hokey as it seems, you know, they're they're cheering for their favorite characters when they come on the screen, and that's why I like comic book movies. Yes, it's the it's not only that, but it's bringing a whole room of people together, and yes. it's like not annoying. It's like everyone is happy and psyched for to be there in that moment. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I I like I'll give these you opening these opening nights like that. And it's and it's not going to be forever. It's opening night. I get it, but like don't. Put out your movie the same fucking day as one of the biggest movies in the world. Yeah. Can they Maybe. control that? Sometimes, sometimes not, I guess. So, yeah. Well, I actually, I actually think that, like, Marvel originally, I think this happened with the last Avengers movie, too, where it was, it was slated for May, I thought, but then they were and like, they pushed and out. they pushed it back to April, because yeah, it's well, like. They pushed it to my birthday, so yeah. I'm yep. pissed that they did that, too, because How dare everyone on Facebook her? was like, oh, fucking going to see Avengers instead of wishing <laughs> me a happy birthday. What? And then on top of it, it was Alien Day. I fucking yeah. got no respect no for the 26th. Cared. No. No one gave a shit. I, uh, Fuck your birthday, Eric. <laughs> you know, it's funny, because I had hoped that like because Avengers is coming out this weekend because I me and Kate uh, went to what you guys went to all as a group. I love you. Uh, I like scary movies. Yeah. That installation they did and uh, I, I already, already said it was good on the internet, so I can't take it back. I will. I was disappo- <laughs> I was disappointed. <laughs> I mean, I liked the Beetlejuice waiting room, which I think everybody had to that, because they put so much into it. The Beetlejuice rooms were the best. Yeah, yeah and the it, Lost Boys I thought were cool. Lost Boys was cool. It just you know what it felt like? It was. I think the title was really ac- apropos. Is I like scary movies. I want to see the installation run by the person who loves scary no. movies. Like, <laughs> like. I mean, right. at one point, no, because at one point I was walking through and I saw this. It was in the Beals' one. One of the Beals' rooms, and there was like a cow, and I was like. I don't remember that in the movie, and I just watched it two nights ago. You know, like it just seemed like they were just like I don't remember a cow. Exactly. Yes, there was a cow, and I remember like my my fiance was like, "Hey, do you want to take a picture with that?" And I was like, "Why? I don't know what it's from." <laughs> like the Nightmare on Elm Street rooms were, given that how much you could have done with those, like all the movies and everything, you could have done so much, and they did so little. So there, they could have done pop up like n- like pure nerd like sets things. Yeah, yeah. But it was clearly designed for Instagram. Yes, for people to go take selfies and bullshit because that's like a huge for some reason I, a huge well, business right now. But for yeah. forty bucks a ticket, that's yeah. But steep. think about it the is. budget. Think about how much those places are. Yeah, all the rent. budget went into the Beetlejuice thing, and they were yeah, like, yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like. Mm. All right, you want to make a better one, then... Uh, I, it's not the, and I, also, I love scary movies. That's, that's your new that's one. That's the one I want to go see. I want to see the one where I'm like... Because oh, like, here's the thing about Universal, because we talked about that while a few moments ago while we were watching the movie, is that um, Universal, like especially lately, their quality, like or that the, the choices they've been making for the movies haven't been so great for me. But at least like when they did Nightmare on Elm Street or they did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like what America World in London, uh, Halloween, Exorcist, all that, like... It's clear that whoever is designing these these mazes fucking loves the movie yeah. Yeah, and knows absolutely. the movie. So like like when I went to the American World in London, one I was like, oh my god, this is the Slaughtered Lamb pub, and they, and and everything is lovingly done. Fan made, yeah, yeah. Sure. And it's like whereas this one just felt like again, it just kind of felt like I, I you know what I really wanted, especially with the Beetlejuice rooms, I wanted the lighting from the movie in the, like the weird like reds yeah, and greens. They did it too blue. 
Well, because I think they were trying to do it so you could take pictures without a flash, but it's like, I just wanted a little bit more atmosphere, you know, to really get into it. The, the, the Actually, the best thing they did was they had, uh, in the Shining Room, I don't know if you guys remember this one, but there's that giant room with all the different 237 doors open you can climb in, and then there's one that's got, like, um, slash marks in it or, like, axe marks in it, and, like... If you look in to the, the yeah. act, you see the bear, but like there's somebody banging on the door on the oh, other I end. Look in there. And I was like, I didn't either. Every time I looked in, you saw like you could just see in the cracks, you can see the, the bear sitting up. And I was like, that's fucking cool. That's creepy. Yeah. And then yeah, there was somebody shaking the door. That. And I was like, oh, I feel like there's a poor mute that's been locked in. They can't scream for help. They can just bang on the door. I they heard the banging, but I didn't yeah. go over there because I thought it was just like. Yeah. I really dug that. That was like, that was what I wanted more of, where it's like a little bit more interactive. Instead of everybody like you know, cramming the Beetlejuice one and like, I don't know. It's just it it was kind of a letdown. I'm I mean it was fun you know. And then you know Kate just decided to take an opportunity to make it our fian- our engagement pictures. And yeah, I was like, which is kind of perfect. It though. was cute. It was cute. But um, I don't know. Forty bucks. Oh my god. Hey, I am. That's why I didn't go see. Avengers yet because yeah. it costs money. <laughs> it costs the amount it of is. the amount it cost me for one ticket to go to that. I love scary movies. Or I like scary movies was the amount it cost you twice to see yeah. Endgame at ArcLight, I know. and I don't know what that's a, a, a criticism of of I like scary movies or the the ArcLight is a great theater though, like it's massive. The seats are nice. Everywhere you sit, there's a good view of the screen. The that's sound fair. is insane. Yeah, what but then it, you 18, get like twenty bucks, eighteen. It's like 17, 18. But then you get those those wannabe like stand-up comedians who are like, hey, guys, they so... Uh, thanks for coming, right? so thanks you for know they have to I, do that. You do have I'll to tell do it. it. <laughs> I'm defending my poor boys in blue, okay? In the arc light uniforms, they, they have to do that. But, uh, me and Rebecca no. went... We got really stoned and went to the movies one time. And uh, that guy came out. We'd never seen some shit like that before. <laughs> she thought it was like a guy who was going to shoot us. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like the first thing that oh came to God. mind was like the Batman movie. Yeah, thing. and you're like, this and is it. I had never been to a movie theater before where they have someone come out. I think this was like when we first moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> I'd never had someone come out and introduce the movie and the whole time I was watching him. The entire movie. Yeah, he was pacing back and forth like by the exits, and I was like, look, he's blocking them. Hey, guys, uh, so uh, you're, you're about to watch the three-hour, uh, you know, the, the, the 10 o'clock screening of uh, Avengers Endgame, and it is run for three hours, and then they try to throw in like some really bad like material that you're like, yeah. oh, man, you're just trying out some new stuff. But the one thing I will give, always give the arc light, and I think that everybody should do this, and they kind of mentioned this in Cecil B. Demented, um, everybody at the ArcLight has to wear name tags that list yeah. their favorite movies. So it it, it all it, it makes me it gives I like me it. I don't yeah but it makes me feel like you, I bet I'm you not too taking, judgmental. I am. I'm like I'm not taking <laughs> I'm like I'm not taking you seriously. Can you get my can can that person get my popcorn? The oh, guy yeah. That, yeah running yeah. into no. you two like I said yeah. these two run this podcast because they're they're great at movies. Um, I would I would feel so on guard working at a movie theater where movie dorks are going to see movies with my favorite like fucking what so name what you I saw mean, that I swear to god like, if 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 you're gonna, honestly going to tell me that in all of the I mean what we're looking at 100 years of film at this point right maybe maybe more sure, you yeah. know uh, maybe not 100 but you know what I mean like a long time right and you're uh, all these years of of film and your favorite fucking movie is any of the Twilight films. I know. Go fuck yourself. I like, I want my soda from that guy, okay? At least that guy picked fucking Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Breaking. So I know he's cool, you know? 
But fuck you in Twilight movies or like oh, come most on. of them are good though. I mean, from the ones that I've spied, and then they they have to know that I'm looking at it because they're trying to make. Well, eye that's contact. what it's there like, for, right? 1875, and I'm just staring at their name tag very closely. And don't think that it's like it's just limited to like you know. I mean, because I get pissed off when they put like shitty horror movies there. It's like, oh, Scream Three is really your favorite movie. Go, yeah, but fuck it would yourself. be yours. No, wouldn't I hate Scream Three? Uh, I, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> It would not be Scream it 3. Would, it, totally it might would. be Scream it's 2. It's Mickey's favorite movie. Scream 2 is pretty awesome, actually. I would, um, I would, if I worked there, I mean, maybe some people do, I would, um, are they permanent name tags? I, I think they can change them. Because I would change it every day just yeah. to fucking get well, a rise that, out of and, people. And you and I both worked at different locations, but we both worked at Newbury Comics where we had, like, employees' picks. And, oh, like, sure, yeah, yeah, I yeah. would always rotate my picks of out. Of course, yeah. I would I would do shit to just get yeah. on people's nerves. But, no, I was, see, I was pretentious. Like, I would be the worst person to work at Arclight. <laughs> like, I'd be the most, like, I have no friends. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, that fucking douchebag over there, like, David Lynch <laughs> movies. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I, I saw I like scary movies. I wasn't in love with it. Um, but I saw the Yakuza at New Beverly, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And that, how much was that? Eight bucks. Yeah, see that? They That's a bargain. They have a bunch of showing, May showings I already got tickets for, which uh, I forgot. I know. I know I, they I really do. have to write them in my calendar, because I buy tickets and I don't go. Because I'm going away next weekend, and I'm, 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 like, happy I'm going away. I'm going to a friend's wedding, but... At the at the New Beverly, they were announcing their releases, and the moment they announced this movie, I was like, "Fuck! I know it's gonna be while I'm going away." And they're like, "Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Near Dark," and I was like, "Oh, I bought Son of a fucking bitch!" I did. And then they showed the trailer, and I was like, "God damn it!" Because I want to see that one on the big screen so bad. Yeah. And, and if you guys uh, go to New Beverly to see it, then you can listen to the Video Vampires episode that we did on Near Dark right afterwards. Yeah, you can download it and or listen to it on Spotify. It's true. Um. So, should we... Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Eric got to pick this uh, movie because mm-hmm. it was his birthday. Yeah. And yep. so we like to do that here. Yep. We don't up. know what it is oh, yet because and, we record... And the, there's a code word. Yes. Okay? Mm. The code word is... Um, what did we decide? It's, <laughs> it's, uh, sorry. Sorry, uh, Jess gave me this really cool edible before we started this. It's working. Uh, Les Claypool. Yeah. Yes. Everybody did Les those edibles except Claypool. for me. Well, that that's why you're so sharp and we're guys, all... Guys, don't forget, Les not. Claypool is the code word. Okay. Uh, for the Les movie Claypool. that we did, for which was, Eric? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Part 2. One of my favorite horror films of all time. Yeah, this is a... Fi- I can't believe we haven't done this one in the past. Yeah. Um, me which it, Yeah, it's like one of Mickey's favorite movies. Uh, we did we did talk about this on it. We did an episode of our favorite soundtracks, and I, yeah. I I have gotten flack for this prior to that episode and post that episode because I said Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two is my favorite soundtrack of all so time. So I heard Oingo Boingo, Oingo Boingo, yeah, yeah. the Cramps, the, the Cramps, Cramps, right in the one that, yep. yep, Concrete Blonde, uh, Lords of the New Church, um, mm. which was a Steve Bader's from the Dead Boys oh, and yeah, guys from the Dead Boys yeah. Fan, yeah, yeah, and then. Um, uh, Timbuk Three, which were like a, they did a, Tim- a <laughs> look that name. Yeah, they had a very famous song in the '80s called uh, uh, "The The Future's So Bright I Gotta Wear Shades." Hmm. No, That's a, all of these artists were on a part of a record label called IRS Records mm-hmm. that um that was run by uh, the drummer from the Police, his brother. Stuart so Cop- so Billy Copeland, My- Miles Copeland. Miles but yes, Copeland yeah. I like Billy Copeland I guessed, better. I guess. Um, but yeah, so he <laughs> ran this uh, record label called IRS Records that had like a fucking rad list of people, of artists on there. I think like the Go Go's were on there at one Sick. point. So the soundtrack was on there. So it was just all IRS Records, you know, artists. But and they released it on like cassette or. Uh, I was on yeah cassette on vinyl what? and. Dude, imagine having an original. Do you have an original vinyl? Yeah. Is it yeah. dope? <laughs> yeah, uh, it send, is. Send me a picture yeah. later. I will. I will. I, I, I'm a big... <laughs> I want to see that. That's one of my most prized possessions. Yeah, I would imagine that's super cool. I, I do. I love this fucking soundtrack. I never even much. heard anyone ever talk about the soundtrack. 
I know. It's just why I'm so shocked because it's so good. Yeah. It's it's okay. It's great. It, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like as a kid watching this, and that's how no, I heard, as a kid I learned about the cramps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned about Oingo Boingo. Sure. Uh, and it's not just like and, and for the most part in the soundtrack, they're not just like random. I mean, these songs are actually in cool moments. You know, like they yeah like the Oingo Boingo they enhance song. The movie. Yeah, exactly. For sure. They're not just thrown in there the way like most you know music is thrown in movies. Like at the, that time period moving forward, you know, mm. where it's like the, for like split second you hear like a you know, whatever artist is, like, big at that time, like, a, a song from there is, like, in, a, in a, like a scene that's, like, not appropriate at all sure. to, like, that music. Whereas, like, <laughs> playing No One Lives Forever, where, like, they're having this weird, like, truck, car, chase thing. Well, that, like, it's not really uh-huh. a chase, but, like, the chainsaw thing, the, the murder of the two yuppies yeah. is, uh, so I didn't hear I didn't hear Tim Buck three and Fantastic Beasts is what I'm saying. You d- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck that. It was all it's all there for a reason. Um, yeah, this is an insane movie. Every time I watch it, it's like weirdly terrifying and still kind of so funny. I, I picked it because um, it's it's one of those movies that I saw when I was very, like ten years old mm-hmm. because I was like, of course, you know, we had Blockbuster and all that, so of course I saw the first yeah. Texas Chainsaw. It's like mandatory first horror movie shit you have to see. So I got the sequel and was confused, but also excited because I did enjoy it. So this morning I was like, Rebecca, have you seen this movie? She had never seen it before. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's we just watched <laughs> it. Well, oh, man, I have uh, so much to say about yeah. it. Well, it's funny because I was telling Rebecca outside, too, that, like, you know, um, one of the reasons why this movie it does confuse a lot of people when they first see it is because the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre is fucking terrifying. But yeah. Toby Hooper and Kim Henkel had thrown in comedy in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Toby Hooper especially felt like nobody got the humor in the original one. Yeah. And so he was kind of like, this movie was kind of like a reaction to that, of like, fuck, you knew, no one's going to laugh at my jokes? Fine. Gonna, All the whole movie's yeah, going to be yeah. jokes. And um, it is this great little satire on America at that time, and like, the, you know, small businesses. And yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's just this wonderful satire, and Rebecca, you do have a lot to say about it. <laughs> I mean, God, Dennis Dennis Hopper, man, he's a great, insane, he, insane person. Absolutely, I insane feel like he in this acted movie. like. I love yeah. it though. I don't think he was acting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but like I think you, you he, said earlier, is he actually was he crazy in this time period? Or? I think he was. Uh, right? I think he was crazy no matter what the time period okay. was. <laughs> but I think he was off of drugs. If that's what you mean, he was yeah. Off but drugs, still, yeah, but yeah. maybe crazier. He yeah. was so. I think he was so. He was just getting sober at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I I feel like you can see that. Maybe he's just so fucking mad in it. Yeah. <laughs> like but I really think they just handed him chainsaws and they were just like, "Hey, go for it." And the he's two just like chainsaws. I can't. Or or, yeah. or either that, or they just happen to see Dennis Hopper with chainsaws, and like, yo, get the camera ready. Yeah, like, oh, and they just filmed him. Shit. He had no idea he was yeah. in the movie. You know? <laughs> that whole test scene of him testing the uh, the chainsaws. Oh, that's for real, oh, you know? Oh, my yeah, that's actually banana. Banana. Oh, yeah. My aching banana. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that makes me feel more weird, that old guy, like, getting a weird boner he's, while like, Dennis it. Hopper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's, he's going, like, like ooh, ooh. I see. I never read it as that. I thought He said, Banana. Yeah, I know, but I always thought that was like kind of like a, a you know, like an ism, you know, like a. Uh, I yeah, don't but not, know. Not now. when you see his facial expression. Yeah, so. he's all like. Ah. I think he's more like, like he's like, what the? F-? Like, he's I think excited. he's more acting like every, he's the audience he's surrogate where he's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Because uh, Dennis Hopper that's, is going to town. That's on the this. second yeah. time a guy comes in his pants in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, there's a lot of really uncomfortable moments. Yeah. In this. Um, so real quick backstory though. Um, so uh, Toby Hooper, he uh, he signs a deal with Can. He had just done, you know, he had did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He did yeah. Eaten Alive, which we covered. Mm-hmm. Salem's Lot, 
uh, for TV, and then he does Poltergeist, which there's a huge to this day. There's a like the who really Spielberg. directed, it? yeah, the Spielberg directed because Spielberg yeah. produced it. But a lot of people say that Spielberg really directed it because he couldn't contractually direct it because of this. He had a co- yeah. uh, deal blah, with them. Um, blah blah blah. Right. Okay. So there's that story. Uh, so Toby Hooper signs a, a three picture deal with Canon Films, which was like these like notorious. There was like a studio in the '80s. Um, there's a great documentary on them you should check out. Oh, it's fantastic. It is, right. And they did a lot of stuff. A lot of, like, de- like the, all the Death Wish sequels and everything. Yeah. But they make Toby Hooper sign... They, well, they don't make them. They sign him to a three-picture deal with the condition that the third film is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yeah. Um, so, which he didn't really want to do. He didn't want to make a sequel, um, or so he says. So <laughs> he makes Life Force, which is this fucking weird sci-fi... Horror vampire. Is Christopher film. Walken in that? No. Uh, Life Force. No. no. Life Force is uh, Patrick Stewart's in it. Patrick Stewart. Dude, yes. My, my neighbor showed me Life Force like a month ago. Yeah, with the with the naked vampire yeah, chick just walking yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it's weird. It is something else. Sounds pretty sick. It, it's very out it's there. It's weird. It's. V- I mean, it is. I mean, Jess, it is a fucking weird movie. Yeah. Like, I love that. He, he was like, I think we like we we were drinking, hanging out, and uh, he he was like you know wine drunk and describing. This movie, because you go into my house and I have horror posters and shit. Yeah. So he's like, you know, Life Force. I'm like, I don't. And he's like, oh, it's the guy who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, well, I love Toby Hooper, but I don't know that one. And yeah. he, for like an hour, described the most insane shit ever. Yeah. And then finally, like weeks later, he's like, oh, yeah. Naked way, Space let's, Vampire. Let's watch it. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, yeah. And then Patrick Stewart kisses a dude in it. It's it pretty awesome. Um, and there's, there's, a, there's actually context to that, but... Um, <laughs> oh, there's zero context. That. He makes <laughs> he makes uh, he makes Life Force, which does not do well. Be basically probably because it's so fucking crazy, and the audience was like, "What People the fuck not... is this it's, movie?" It's yeah. n- I can't r- yeah. say it enough. It's nuts. It is nuts. I um, and then he does a remake of Invasion uh, Invaders from Mars, and both of them aren't that that good. And that the reason why the 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 fact that those movies do really bad in the theater plays a huge part in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two because. Um, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two takes off. T- takes place 13 years after the original. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, Dennis Hopper um, may or may not be playing a Texas Ranger, or he's just playing Dennis Hopper. We don't know. Yeah. But uh, he's he's related to Sally and Franklin from the first movie, and he's been tracking it on the Cannibal Family forever. The Cannibal Family uh, is now the, the cook from the first movie, and then um, Leatherface, of course, um, and then uh, the Chop Top, Bill Mosley. Yeah. Who is not in the original? A lot of people are confused. Like, is he playing the hitchhiker? Is he playing? And so the the story goes that he's the he was the, in Vietnam during the original, and that the weird stuffed and stuffed. You know what's wh- his name? What's the word that I'm looking for though? With not when you uh, taxidermy, taxidermy, oh. yeah. the taxidermy thing that they carry around that of the guy yeah. is the hitchhiker, and they call him Nubbins. Nubbins. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but uh, Bobo. But supposedly. <laughs> Uh, and, and then L.M. Kit Carson, he wrote the screenplay to Texas Chains. He co-wrote it with with Toby Hooper. Mm-hmm. L.M. Kit Carson um, helped adapt uh, Sam Shepard's Paris, Texas into a movie, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. I have no idea what that is. Paris, Texas is it's it's fucking amazing. Like a movie? No, 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 no. It's just this awesome movie. But um, he won. I think they won the Palm Door for it. And so thanks. Then L.M. Kit Carson like got the offered. They were like, Hey, you want to write Texas Chains Massacre too? And he was like. Well, I just got all this artistic credibility for Paris, <laughs> Texas. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh-huh. Like, which is I'm not making that yeah. up. That's exactly how he he saw it. But apparently, the script that him and Toby Hooper wrote was way longer than what we saw, 
and there was a lot more like comment there was a lot more going on like it was a much bigger satire there's also yeah. like backstories that get taken out like there's a whole backstory reveal of Caroline Williams character stretch she's the DJ that helps Dennis Hopper or is trying to help Dennis Hopper with the the, the cannibal family she's yeah I would yeah. say she's the lead there's I mean, a whole that might make a little more sense of why she was so reliant on him in the movie too well there's a whole backstory that like you it's later revealed that she is his illegitimate daughter because the whole idea was supposed to be family versus family, you yeah. know? Um, but also, there's also scenes where you're like, oh, wait, that was a weird jump to, like, one yeah. thing to the other. Or it's like, so I think there was a lot more that we we don't get to see. Caroline Williams said in an interview, she's like, if only we could have filmed the entire script that we had, yeah. that was originally, that we had all gotten, because it was amazing. Like, really? she's like, they were, she was like, I love the, the movie that we made, but the movie that we could have made was going to, would have been fucking amazing. And uh, it got severely... Here's the thing. The last the, the last day of shooting was July fourth. This movie was out in August. Oh wow, so quick. It really yeah, they were like, end. "Fuck this!" You're like, "You're done. Your time's up." And we're it was wrapping all up. Canon, right? so they yeah, it was all canon. They were like, "Cause they were like, fuck you. You've you know, we've spent so much money on you, and you have not made us any money. Um, we people are gonna go see this movie because it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. We want to get it out there right away so we can get our money and everything." Joe Bob Briggs, he was in this movie. He gets a scene cut out. He plays. Oh, yeah. He basically plays himself walking out of a theater with two women, and he's describing like the horror movie they just saw and like the effect and everything. And then like they open the door, and it's Leatherface and and Chop Top. There's a whole sequence that gets cut out of the movie of them just going around killing yuppies and different people. Uh-huh. And that they awesome. and they they see Joe Bob. They see Joe Bob, and they like. I think if I'm not mistaken, they fucking jam. Uh, Leatherface jams his chainsaw into his crotch, so his he goes up a few octaves as he's oh screaming "saw foo." Yeah, and then like his finger, he gives the, like his hand gets cut off, and he gives the middle finger. Something gives the middle finger. Uh-huh. Um, that gets cut out of the movie, uh, and it exists, but the quality is really bad because it was like still like they oh, didn't. They yeah, it. they did film it, but it's just like it's and you see it and like but the the audio is really bad and sure. like uh, they hadn't tweaked anything. Apparently, the second unit director came in and just decided like, oh, I'm gonna shoot all this other stuff. And Toby Hooper's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, one scene where, like, you know, these yuppies are in a garage and, like, the 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 catering van door opens and there's just this beam, like, poltergeist light is how Toby Hooper described it. And they're so mesmerized by Leatherface that he just hacks them all up. And Toby uh-huh. Hooper was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I didn't fucking, you know, I didn't make this shit, yeah. you know? And, like, so a lot of stuff, this movie got really fucked with being made. So mm-hmm. what we see is what we got, you know? But there was a potential for a, a much bigger... I mean, it's already almost two hours, right? I'm, I yeah. can't even imagine what more. And the gore and the effects is, is you know, Tom Savini. Tom Savini. Tom Savini, sex machine. That, um, that I walked by him at Halloween Town. Yeah? And he's yeah. shorter than me, which, yeah. Yeah. which is rare. I like the Halloween <laughs> Town is. reference. Um, and so is Danny Trejo. They're like two men that I, for some reason, I thought were way bigger because, than they yeah. actually were. Yeah, he's like my height. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, it, I, it's it's um, really gory. I mean, <laughs> the, and it's really fucking disgusting and dark. It, it's actually like a great movie, but like it's super disturbing. Even like the whole scene with her and then uh, Leatherface with a chainsaw in between her legs, like that is fucking he's weird. Like licking I hate his so like much. gumless lips. Yeah, and like, he's just sticking like sticking his tongue out and yeah, ugh, wetting his God, lips with his tongue. So all gross. disgusting. And then ugh. when she puts. Hit her friend's face yeah. on, and then he has to see her with his face. <laughs> I'm so debating on whether or not to say this because I'm, 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 I'm the floodgates will open and whatever. But 
fuck it. It'll make for good. Uh, but um, I have heard, and I haven't heard, you know, that one of the more effective ways to prevent a sexual assault in that manner is exactly what she does, where she's like, she's... No, plays into it. She yes. play, And she's like taking like the... The fear yes, because part- there's, there's there's that sexual turn on for people like that that are getting off because you don't want it and you're, you're afraid. Yeah. And she's playing- no, and that's right. And that's honestly that's a smart move. But every other decision she makes is so stupid that her yeah. doing I mean, that, that exactly is like yeah. you know like that's smart on her. But she wouldn't be there in the first place if she had just gone there with someone yeah. or <laughs> called the police. Said mean, she's so no. reliant on no. I, I, I will. I will. She don't went believe by in herself. The I will listen to anything. But you saying for anybody to call the police. Is bullshit because you because you hate them and that's fine. I do. I'm just saying I that do, like, but like so then don't but have can... so or she could have called Lefty like where the fuck was he okay he was using her Still, because he's a he's I know a, he's he kind was of a, but that's the thing is like you don't go by yourself well no also like she could have gone seen where it was like and that. then and yeah, then, yeah, and then got yeah, help yeah, yeah I agree with that I agree with like, that but you know what would happen if she had done that. We wouldn't have a movie. Also, even yeah. you said, I know, I know, but even you said where she's running was all my, crazy. She's, my like, she's not even looking at the person scenario. who's driving. Yeah, she just turned around and was like, oh, that's, that's lefty that's driving. Lefty. Yeah, she um, would fall in that fucking hole. Yeah, also the way where she was running, like it was like, oh, the car's turning into that weird yeah, tunnel like, thing. Ah. Just, just run, run out because the car can't back up yeah, or exactly. go straight through it. My God, you can run into the yeah. woods. <laughs> so effing stupid. That's I fair. I was thinking that the whole time. Stretch is played by Caroline Williams, who is awesome. She was in Legend of Billie Jean. Um, she was in Stepfather 2. And she has a cameo in part three. And I didn't want to say this because I remember Rebecca hadn't seen the movie, but in part three, she, I mean, literally, she walks by the camera at one point. But she's supposed to be Stretch, now a news reporter. Uh-huh. So she's graduated from, oh. from, from Radio it's Land. Part three is Leatherface, the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not directed by Toby Hooper. It's not written, but they were just there, like, they threw her in as a nod because she had worked with the director of Stepfather 2. I haven't seen that in forever. I remember not liking it. It's good. It's just, yeah. it's, I mean, it, it's okay. I mean, if you want to see Viggo Mortensen in a fucking horror like, he's in, like, two horror movies that I can, three, Prison, Leatherface, and then Reflecting Skin. Reflecting Skin is more of, like, an art house film. Okay. Prison is this other movie that I talked about in an episode that we haven't done yet, but we should because it's fucking rad. But yeah, he's in Leatherface. He plays one of the members of the families. Uh, he's great, you know. Uh, it's just it's not it's you can't go from one and two to like three. It's because like one is is serious and dark and scary and fucking two is what it is, and then three is trying to go backwards and go back to the the first. And it's like and then four is the next generation with Matthew McConaughey. Which I don't know if you've seen, but there's some solid moments in that movie. That's, Matthew I McConaughey have, is I fucking have, crazy. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. I feel like and Matthew uh, McConaughey and Renee, Renee Zellweger. Zellweger. Yeah, yep. I feel like Matthew McConaughey was like yeah, yeah. part four. He was you know he was Dude. watching Dennis Hopper in this one. <laughs> um. Bill Mosley, who uh, we all know in all the Rob Zombie movies and Night of the Living Dead remake, gets his, his debut is in this movie. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he got the part was because he had done a short film. He had written and directed a short and acted in a short film called The Texas Chainsaw Man- uh, Manicure. And at the end of the movie, he plays the hitchhiker from the first one. Mm-hmm. And Toby Hooper saw it and was like, hey, if I ever do a sequel to the original, no I'll keep kid. you in mind. And supposedly, like, but they didn't want to bring the character back because he's dead. But, you know, that's why Bill Mosley's doing the things he's doing. Yeah. I saw Bill, I see Bill Mosley all the time in Cine Family. Just to go see movies. Like, really? Yeah, he would just be there. Like, I was going, oh, I was going to see the cool. Bob. I was, the second time I was going to see the Babadook, and I was waiting outside in line. And he walked out. And he was like one of those things when you know 
that you recognize somebody and then they know that you recognize mm-hmm. them. And he gave me a smile and I was like, whoa, that's Bill Mosley. <laughs> and Kate was like, who's that? I was like, that's the guy, but never mind. It's the singer yeah. Primus, <laughs> yeah. Les Claypool. Okay, okay. So now we can explain that code. When I was in high school, I, got, I had a, uh, a huge argument and it lasted a long time with a classmate, like a friend of mine, who had tried to tell me that um, Les Claypool plays Chop Top. And I'm like, <laughs> No, because the dog will hunt. Because the dog will hunt, and and uh, it pissed me off. Because you know, it's like you know when somebody's so fucking wrong, yeah. But they just they don't know it or they don't want to admit it. Infuriating. It was making me so angry. And this is before like you know IMDb and all that stuff, so you couldn't just be like, no asshole, look it up on your fucking phone. Like if you you know if you said to them like at that time period, go look it go look it up on your phone, they would just pick up their phone and like their hand, they're like you know. Just just to repeat, Mickey's friend thought the singer of Primus. Was Bill Mosley? Yes, <laughs> was was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, and it infuriated yeah. me so bad. Um, I also want to point out that Lou Perryman, who plays uh, Lou Perryman, plays LG, the mm-hmm. guy who gets his face cut off. Um, he is uh, Lou Perryman. He was uh, he's also passed away. He was a fucking awesome character actor, especially he's in, great in this. Yeah, yeah, he he has like a brief part in Poltergeist, but he's he is most famous for. Um, there was the Austin film scene, which Toby Hooper was a part of, but there was also a guy named Eagle Pinnell, who was this amazing film like, director, writer-director, but he was also this amazing alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So one of those took precedence and his career, you know, and, and kind of ruined his career. But he wrote, he directed, wrote and directed a movie called The Whole Shootin' Match, mm-hmm. which was this independent film that Robert Redford origi- allegedly saw and basically created the Sundance Film Festival because he's like, movies like this need more of a, uh, a shot, you know? And Lou Perryman is one of the two leads in that. And then the same director, Eagle Pinnell, directed a movie called The Last Night at the Alamo, which is... Yeah. Yeah, which I told you... I mean, I saw that at Cine Family, and I was like, I don't... There's a few times when I'll watch a movie and I'll get excited. Like, I want to... I just... I get so excited watching it that I want to, like, go make a film right afterwards. Last Night at the Alamo is just... It's the movie about the last night... Like, this bar called the Alamo is about to close down. And it's just the dudes and the people, the regulars there, and just like their lives, and then good story. yeah. And Lou Perryman plays the second, you know, the other, the the co lead in that. And so he in the Texas film scene, he was kind of a uh, not a big deal, but like a recognizable a face, yeah. yeah. And um, him and his brother, his older brother, was friends with Toby Hooper. Um, this this movie did a lot for Austin filmmaking. Yeah, um, that's cool. I had, I had no idea. Anyway. Yeah, because yeah. there's a market, and you know, like you know, you could uh, you could make films in Austin. It, it's funny, like being being a part of this world now, where I get to see behind the scenes and meet a lot of cool people and shit. I see these movies now in modern movies as like, you know, you get to see the way it's done or whatever. Uh-huh. But all these older movies are immortalized in my young brain, mm-hmm. right? So like hearing behind the scenes shit like that, even to think there was a scene that could have. Influenced this movie or helped it or in general right. is weird to think about because now I'm like, of course, if one of our friends wrote a, a sequel to his movie, like, of course, it would all help shit going on. And you know, exactly, yeah. But, but in the 80s, you know, we were all little kids, so yeah. you don't even think about it. But that. it's, it's also important because, like, especially in that time period, maybe not so much now, but in that time period, like, you didn't make movies outside of Hollywood unless you're John Waters and you can make them in Baltimore no internet. or you're Woody Allen yeah. and you can make them in New York. Sure, no YouTube, no internet. Yeah. Right. So Austin was like a place where you could do that. Uh-huh. And like, it's funny because the production designer of this movie ended up becoming a production designer for a lot of Robert Rodriguez stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. To the point where when they were working on Spy Kids, I think he was like, oh my God, I this is basically Kids. working on a Toby Hooper film. It's basically like one long chase film, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that the, the production design in this movie is 
out of sight. It's, it's great. Rid- we were talking about that too because when uh, we replayed one of the scenes, because yeah. you were like, yeah. "Oh, I wish uh, I like scary movies did this." Um, it's fucking great. It is, <laughs> dude. It's so good. <laughs> it, it is like you guys um, th- thought you saw Stanley Kubrick. Uh, oh, in there too. Oh, yeah, yeah. point that out. There really, I, I, there might be if anyone actually knows the answer to this, you know, let us know, or if you've noticed it before too. But um, there's, and because Adler, I think, was such a popular typewriter too for for many years, it's in a lot of places. But then um, you also see Doctor Strangelove, a little nod. There's a there's a missile and a skeleton with a cowboy, like cowboy hat. hat. Yeah, yeah, riding this. So you're like, maybe it is because Stanley Kubrick did say that Texas T- Chainsaw Massacre is one of his favorite films so it's like maybe it is Toby Hooper's um you know what I, I like to think that like the production designer just snuck all those in and nobody ever noticed them until just right now, until just now and we he's uncovered the he's secret like, he's like fuck yeah but yeah it's there it, yeah like national it's, treasure it's yeah. it was it was cute this either way it was fun <laughs> uh yeah no it, I agree it is it's ridiculous it's it is. ridiculous and funny and disgusting it, it's funny because it really like it, it's kind of like in the 70s like, you know, the victims were kind of like, um, you know, the, he chose hippies because, like, that was the 70s. That's what, like, that was yeah. the annoying group in the 70s that you wanted to go after. In the 80s, it was yuppies. And, and I guess in the script, there's a lot more yuppies getting killed. Yeah. But I feel like the two, in, the two in the beginning, especially the guy from KCRW, mm-hmm. um, he's some DJ on, the, on one of their shows. The guy with the glasses and the eyes and everything. I do love the ending of yeah. her. Like, she, she's just so... Uh, maniacal and like yeah, she's, she's twirling around like in a music video though too. She's <laughs> like, doing the Leatherface <laughs> dance from the first movie, yes. but like in the, in the it's like MTV version, yeah. And she's just still like gets real ah! sexy like towards screaming. the end. It yeah. is sexy, yeah. Uh, it is. It's it's really funny. Yeah, I mean, um, it's just it, it, I, I I like it. This I one did not, get, and obviously this one did not do well in the theater either. Obviously. A lot of it was because it was unrated. But that's how cult films, I think, work. They're they're lowly rated for. <laughs> but it couldn't get ra- It couldn't get it. It couldn't get into a lot of theaters because it was was not. It was officially unrated. Oh really? It, it yeah. is violent. And, and yeah, gory. and you were like because back in the day. You know, if you didn't have an R rating, then you're f- you were you were fucked. fucked. Yeah. You know, you like you were like you would play maybe some grind houses in New York and Forty Second Street, but um, yeah. So unfortunately, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two did not get uh, a big release because it was unrated, and you couldn't even advertise really in the same way you can advertise now. Mainstream, at least. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot tougher, and it's funny because I remember as a kid, and we were talking about this as well. Uh, I remember as a kid looking at the the videos, you know, the poster and the box and everything, and and just being like, God, there's something about this that I just can't put my finger on. And then you have that eureka moment. You're like, Oh, it's the Breakfast Club. <laughs> it's just the Breakfast. Club. It's just the Breakfast Club. And it's great because it's like this this movie is trying to make fun of like that. It's trying to make fun of everything in its in its peripheral in that time period. 1986. Yeah, right in the middle of it. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's definitely a commentary there. But I was like, God damn! Like, because you look at the video start and you're like, Wait, Text Chains Master Two? There's just a bunch of dudes just. Lying there and just hanging out, and then you flip the cover, and you see like Dennis Hopper holding a chainsaw, and he's like looking fucking just crazy. The, the iconic first, yeah, you know, it just looks so terrifying and scary, and right. The second one's like it, they're all it, there, exposed in bright light, like. But it's funny because it had the same effect as Henry did, where it's like because it's just such yeah. a normal innocuous like photo of like just people, just whenever you're like, I don't know what's going on in this movie, but it's got to be terrifying. Henry just, fucked me up, dude. yeah. But I was just saying like the video, yeah. the box of that scared me. It's just him looking at the mirror, and you're like. Why is he doing that? That's like well, that's like I used to have a pretty extensive VHS collection. I had a friend who worked at a video store too, and I would steal them all the time. Yeah, 
But uh, they were but going, going out of business eventually, anyways. But uh, I got it because of me. I, I put I put video stores out of business <laughs> by stealing from a, a video store in Hingham, Massachusetts. I'm telling the cops. <laughs> but anyways, that was one of the ones I stole Henry because I was like, yeah. this looks fucked. Not realizing it was like an unrated like or yeah. NC seventeen like really fucked up movie. Yeah, yeah. it's like, and, like watched it, you know, watched movie. you know, I'm like thirteen, being like, yeah, I got all these horror movies, dude, and watches Henry and was like, oh man, I feel weird. That's it's it's a tough movie, it's and disturbing. Like, but it's weird because like there's a lot of different movie covers that of like people doing some pretty scary shit. Like Nightmare on Elm Street one's always come to mind, but Texas Master two and Henry just because they were just doing normal everyday yeah. things like lounging around the Breakfast Club poses or looking in the mirror. Looking I was like, mirror. I can't take it. And then yeah. you see Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's funny because you see Henry and it's even scarier. Yeah. And you see Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, and it's the exact opposite. Yeah. It's not as scary yeah, at all. Yeah, not at all. Um, but yeah, I'm a. I, I, I was so glad when you picked this one because. Yeah, it was a good, a good. I it, I never, you know, I think for years I didn't revisit it until yeah. I was older and rewatched it a couple times. But the long ass chainsaw in the beginning, getting <laughs> that guy's head through the car. I never <laughs> forgot that. Yeah. I remember that shit forever. I like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, uh, great scene. <laughs> this, is, this is like so fucking stupid. Now, can I? I don't even. No, know do it. Uh, no, I just wanted to bring up the um, backup chains that he was wearing around oh his neck. Oh my god, that's right. Like, no. like, like backup, like it's bullets, like, like Western style. Yeah. yeah, like a bandolier, it's a and it's, it's just backup chains. It's crazy. I, I want to do this for Halloween. I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like absolutely batshit. Detail in the costume design. Is it's really amazing. Great. Yeah, nobody was details. fucking around. Nobody was phoning it in on this. Like production design and costume design. Like they all like even if you don't notice it later on, like the Kubrick stuff that Jess pointed yeah. out and the bandolier and everything. It's just like you point out, Rebecca. It's like, man, somebody had. A fucking blast making this movie. This would be a great universal maze, like with like the slides and stuff too, like how they do that. Yeah. Every detail about it is just so fun. Yeah, I agree. I I I they did Universal did do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre two inspired one that like I said it was supposed to be like the sequel to the you first one. The, the shit, right? Yeah, but I mean it wasn't. But they 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 just they. They were they weren't making a they weren't making a haunted house based off of this one specifically. They were just saying no no ours is going to be a sequel to yeah. the original one. But then they used Chop Top and they used like a lot of the same. So you're like okay, so legally I get it, you know. But yeah, it was yeah, pretty yeah. cool. So, and, so Canon still own it, you think? Uh no, I don't remember where this movie. No, uh, actually MGM owns it now oh. because. They licensed it to, out to Shout Factory, uh, who that's yeah. the that's the version. That, and if you are, you know, just so you know that in that little giveaway that we're doing, uh, I am painfully but but gladly uh, putting up the Texas Chainsaw Massacre two poster that came with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they back in the day, well, they still well, that's do a good prize. Yeah, Shout yeah, Factory. Yeah, not only that, a number of pins. Well, we're yeah. gonna put the details on Instagram. So you oh can yeah, yeah. Can, see I, it. can I win? Um, well, one of them is yours, Did but I think it's one that you don't make anymore. Les so. Claypool. Did yeah. I win? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jess, what are the rules for that giveaway? By the way. Well, we'll we'll post them on the Instagram. That's but right. All, all you that's have right. to do is follow us. That's which, right. Again, on Instagram. Instagram. Um, and then message us the secret word. Yeah, and they'll put Those you in a drawing for the prize. And they'll put you in the drawing for the prize. Yeah, we'll pick <clears throat> it at random. I'm not good at this shit. Yeah, <laughs> again, it's gonna be posted so you could see what we're giving away. What what, and, pin, what and, pin of mine is it? Um, it's a Hellraiser pin. Oh, oh that's a, a good one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I along with some other some cool in, house. Cool I am in hell. Anymore. Help me. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Right now, I I identified that pin a lot. But yeah. So Instagram. Instagram, check us out. Check out that. 
um, that giveaway, and then don't forget to message us. And I'm uh, going to repost it, too, and I'm going to be like, you better go follow my friends and do this contest, yeah. or I'm going to block you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to block you. you on uh, I'm going to block you, and we well, aren't friends. Well, we'll see how this goes, because, like, there, you know, um, I know Jess has got a lot more pins i think or we have we have more shit we could do if we if this this one turns out good we're gonna do more i got a lot of the scream factory posters because um when you order their dvds you get the poster with it and back in the day they had them folded so people were complaining now they haven't come they come in a tube and oh, it's rolled good. up and it's yeah. extra packaging it's killing the world the environment yeah. but they, this is the folded up texas james massacre 2 poster that never ever made it to a frame or on my wall but it's in pristine condition oh. and uh it's really cool. And they, yeah. they go for shit now because people want and you get this for just listening. Right? Just yeah. just, just listening. Following us. Just following us and, and being a listener. <laughs> on and what, messaging us I, to be in an entry I, I to win like, these prizes. I, where where do they follow what do they have to follow us on? I'm gonna <laughs> that's it. That's follow it. us on the website video vampires yeah. at handle Instagram. <laughs> yeah. On the old gram. Yeah. yeah. Not on Twitter because we don't have one. So yeah. it's Instagram. Okay. okay. Yeah, so Instagram. Okay, bye. Okay, that's <laughs> it, guys. We have to go watch Game of Thrones now. Yep. <laughs> is this over? <laughs> it is. Yeah, Rebecca it's over. Rebecca just looked at me and said she wanted corn. Oh, my achy banana. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> All right, guys. Thirteen years ago. Audiences across America were horrified by the savagery of a faceless killer. In the wake of this bizarre rampage, he vanished. Now, after more than a decade of silence, he has come out of hiding. Chainsaw Massacre 2, The Buzz is back. Directed by Toby Hooper, 